Welcome back to a brand new episode of Starfield with Normal People. My name's Dwayne, and I am joined by my very good friend, Michael. Michael, how are you today? I am great. I started playing a game. It's not Starfield, so I apologize. I still play Starfield, but I've been playing Dredge. Shut the podcast down. <laughs> it's over. Welcome to Dredge with Normal People. <laughs> we've uh, talked about that game. I'm, I really want to try it. We've it talked. Looks, I finally started it. It looks spooky. Is it spooky? It's it starts very relaxing and then it's it starts getting spooky. Yeah. What do you um, what do you do in that game? <laughs> you do a lot of fishing. fishing, fishing and dredging. Oh, dredging. Yeah. what do you do? You, you dredge. You missed it, man. You I blew know. the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I always find time and space in my heart for Starfield. Of course. Do you know what I really love about the holidays? Uh, what? What is it? Friends and family, right? Oh yeah. And I happen. That's what to I have, was going to say too, for sure. I happen to have. A good friend of mine, Eric D, is joining us today. Only our second ever guest on the podcast. I'm yeah, really that's excited true. to have him. He's a friend. He's a neighbor. Uh, an incredible mind, I think, uh, especially when it comes to game theory. We're going to actually talk about game theory and world building today. Eric, how are you? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. I'm super happy to be here. I'm super happy to be the second uh, guest uh, that you've brought on here. You weren't the first, but you're a close second. I yeah. love being second. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Michael, I heard you're talking about Dredge. And uh, and if you don't know, um, Dave the Diver now has a crossover with Dredge. So you can play Dave the Diver with Dredge content. Yeah. And, uh, and it's it's super interesting and fun if uh, if you're playing that game and you're familiar with Dredge. Have you? Uh, I saw a trailer for that. It looked really interesting. Have you played Dave the Diver? I have. I've played it uh, quite a bit. Oh, okay. Because it looked like a game that I would really enjoy. What do you do in Dave the Diver? <laughs> you dredge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so just starting off with a little small thing. So, of course, we know that uh, Starfield is um, a lot of the land generation is done procedurally, or it's all done, almost all done procedurally. We've talked before on the podcast how... Uh, technically, if you found the exact same point on a planet, you would get the same land as another player. Like, it seems that people have are pretty confident about that. Is it possible even to get the exact same? I mean, it's got to be, right? Yeah. So what I've seen, and you have to be very patient, but what I've seen is that someone might show where on the map of the planet, like on the planet that they're going and you can basically just keep trying, just going in and looking for the same landmarks that they have when they land. That sounds super fun. Yeah. Well. <laughs> this is not it. Okay. Here's take the off. <laughs> Look from space. Try to find the exact. I mean, let's take a random guess. How many pixels are on any given planet? Oh, is it 1,000? I don't know. Is it 10,000? I mean, how hard is it to pinpoint? I mean, there's, there's got to be, you know, 100,000, you know, I that many points. Yeah, because. Okay you'll move over a tiny bit right. and you get it's a new a, And it's spot. a whole new swath of land, right? Right. And, and, and Michael, are you saying that if I'm, if I'm looking to land, I mean, the, the elements that you might be looking for yeah. in, in Starfield are similarly placed? Um, like even mountains and yeah. stuff. Okay. The POIs in the mountains, I believe people are saying that it's the same. It's not random. So how, yeah, so, Okay. I think you it's know. like it's seeded, like Minecraft. If you give someone a Minecraft seed, uh, they'll get the same generation. And, and the flora and fauna are are probably random, um, or is that also? It's I not random. That's not, not random. Ran it's okay. not random yeah. because it changes depending on the biome. The so, colors change, or like yeah. So, and I was asking, like, the, the flora and the fauna, like 
you'll come to the planet, you'll see kind of what it has. It's probably the same. It is. But yeah. when you get on the planet, that's when it starts to, you know, you have to go, you know, is you going to. Oh, like where it's yeah, running around. Yeah, where around. it's running around. Oh, yeah, right? that's, yeah. That's that's all. Absolutely. That's all randomly yes. generated in a sense. That has to be. That that reminds me of uh, No Man's Sky where the land would be the same. The points of interest would be the same. But where a tree was was different. Right. So yeah. if you had a treasure map, right, you wouldn't say to another friend, like, hey, if you run out 500 meters, take a right, right. and then you're going to find five beasts and kill one, yeah. and you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that that's not happening. I like yeah. how you used meters, too, by the way. Very worldly of you, yeah. sir. I might actually start trying this pinpoint thing to find what someone found. Someone found a rock that, I don't, if anyone here plays Skyrim, they found a huge rock that looks like the rock where the, the city Solitude is built on in the game Skyrim. So if you're familiar, a lot of other players are saying, well, now you have to build an outpost there. You have to rebuild the city of Solitude on that rock. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, and it could be interesting, too, as, as you think about how they code this. They're using certain engines at times, so that there might be um, some crossover, if you will, where, you know, the engine that they're using to code had that type of a thing so that when they did the procedural mountain building, right. uh, it's just it's a it's something that they've used uh, in, in you know other games. Yeah. But, but you'll see homage to it because it's part of the, the engine. Right. Well, speaking yeah. of the engine, I mean, it is the creation engine, too. They used creation engine on Skyrim. Yeah. Right. So that is absolutely a possibility. Speaking of the Creation Engine 2, there was a sort of a long post. Uh, we can link it in the show notes. Uh, I would invite anyone that's interested in like the coding and all that kind of stuff to uh, check it out. Can I do a sidebar? Because yeah. Eric, you, uh, you're actually one level higher than I am. Ooh. And I run a Starfield podcast. You're level 22 in, in Starfield, right? Yes, sir. Tell, quickly tell me about your experience in, in Starfield. From the beginning, like, were, were you hyped at all? Are you a Bethesda man? My background is that I've, I've played them uh, for a long time. And uh, and, and I, in my course of kind of how I get into the game and how it all, all unfolds for me, is it's been pretty similar with Bethesda, which is kind of out of the gate. You kind of get wild. You get brought right into the story. Same thing here with this game. Got right in, right in. Um, started uh, running, you know, different quests. Started doing some of the main storyline. Even started doing side quests. Um at the 60-hour mark for me, and I've got about less than 300 hours logged, but at the 60-hour mark, it happens to me every single time. I'm like, okay, oh, geez, I feel like I'm either grinding uh, or I'm trying to figure out, like, what do I do next? Where am I? I've done so many things. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. And and if that happens, sometimes I lose my you know, lose speed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up, walk away, and, uh, and I come back to it because, again, like I said, I've logged a lot of hours, but um, – but, uh, this is my Bethesda uh, thing where every game I played with them, I get to a certain point where I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, and I know there's a bunch of paths, but I, I just I, I lose kind of that drive. You're right. I think Bethesda games don't have they all have a story. They have a main story, but it's not like, say, Baldur's Gate, where it's very, you know, focused on that main storyline It's more like Grand Theft Auto, you know, in terms of the sandbox world and I, I get what you're saying because i think that's a, a common thing that happens with these big games is you you because it is 
so open and so many things to do, you can divert a lot and then you kind of lose focus. And they pride themselves on that. And mm-hmm. and I, I do agree that to some players, it can be a bit of a detriment, especially if you come back later and you're like, what? Not Not only where in the story was I, but what story was I in? Because right. there's especially so if you many. stop and you, you know, in for the day, and then you come back the next day. You're like, what was I? Where was I? What was I doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the and the player kind of that that I am for these games. I, I like to really explore the map. I like to kind of find all the Easter eggs. I like to kind of go everywhere, which means that I'm a sucker for a side quest. Um, yep. So I accept them all, right? Yep. And then and that's the, that's usually sometimes to my detriment because then you're right. I come back in. I'm like, geez. I kind of forget like all the <laughs> all the things I said yes to, and uh, yeah. and then I've got to figure out okay wh- what thread am I going to pull on and and then you know follow it through. But um, but the that, bane yeah, of your existence me. is like vaguely worded quests because you come back like a year later, you picked it up like a year earlier, and you're like, what am I supposed to? I don't remember what this quest is even. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> All it the time. To, but yeah, I, again, right? I have gear. Like you know, some of these games you have gear where you you picked it up for a quest and. It's sitting oh, in yeah. your inventory and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Can I sell that? Can I not sell that? And do I still need that? Is that, you know, well, wait a minute. This says I can't sell it. When did I pick it up? What does it go to? Uh, so so some of that is um, is uh, happens, especially if you're, if I'm hopping between, you know, like, hey, I, I played this week and I wait two weeks and I come back in. I'm like, okay, how to orient, orientate myself to, to, you know, where I need to be and what I need to be doing. But, but we um, should make a word for that, uh, like gearophobia, the, the fear of getting rid of stuff that you might need later <laughs> one of the worst games for that for me was the division two I, I would play it a ton and the way that division two works is like you're just always getting loot but you're not always getting the the loot that you want you're looking for specific skill sets and powers and all that stuff so li- like literally you'll be playing for hours and hours and hours trying to towards a certain build but there's no way to bookmark what you're doing so i'll come back if I haven't played in a month, I'll come back to Division Two, and I just have a hundred guns, and I'm like, I don't remember what I was building towards, mm-hmm. and so what An I end achievement. up <laughs> what I end guns. up doing is I end up just uh, dumping everything and starting over. And it's funny because even though I've been playing Starfield almost nonstop. Uh, I remember this happening in Fallout and Skyrim, where I would come back and go, you know, I'll just start a new character. Well, here, here's something that um, the game developers should should hear for this. For some of these games that that have this massive amount of loot, um, you should be able to create your own builds on what you want and what you're looking for, uh, and then be able to populate as you get it, so that you can have little templates. Yeah. And then, you, yep. you know, then you can come back and say, OK, yeah, this is what I was trying to do. These, you know, I've got these three things and I'm waiting for these two things. Yes. Uh, at least that will kind of remind you. And that would, by the way, help me collect because I have the same problem when I play these games. It's like, OK, I'm trying to do this. So wait a minute. Can you put that into layman's terms for me? Like you're saying I want to do a melee build. So there's a set there's a built in part of the game or interface that allows you to create or set aside items just for that one build. Or well, what do you mean? And as I understand it. It's like saying, I want to build with this type of armor, but that I don't have, but I've seen it before. And so it's almost like you create a build with like, let's say you, you know, you want the mantis armor so you can actually book like a stealthy build, right? Yeah. So, so now you, so in, in this, you know, so I 
I assume most people do this. I also go out on the internet. Mm-hmm. I in, uh, investigate and do research on other people's bills. Oh, that's really nice. I think I want to try that. Uh, I don't have all the gear. I got to go do this and that to get it. But rather than having to rely on the internet to kind of remember where I was and what I saw and and, and, and how the build look, I'd love to be able to do that in the game. Say, okay, this is what I'm going after and this is what I've got. And, uh, and as it comes, some of these games, as it comes, it comes. Uh, but at least I can uh, remember kind of like, oh, I wanted to try that out. You know how some people scum save? Eric, alt-tab mm-hmm. scums. So he's alt-tabbing out to the internet <laughs> constantly to find out what he's supposed to be doing. Hey, don't we all? Why not, right? I mean, that's the, that's the community, man. That's yeah. I do that. My screen starts flickering or something weird happens with my graphics card. So I'm like, I limit my alt-tabbing. I even said in last week's episode that... You know, the first time you play through, you just you just play and you live that life. That's what I do. But that the second time, I definitely the second character. I was telling Dwayne that I would pull. I'll probably pull up a list of all the possible crewmates, mm-hmm. so that you can just say, "Oh, that's the crew I want." Here's how I go get them. So that's I. You know what you're talking about, also, uh, Eric. Is it reminds me of when you're crafting. You're able to mark. Yeah, Eric's mm-hmm. nodding. Yeah, you can't see yeah, it, but he's yeah. nodding. Oh, yeah. When you're crafting, you can mark the the materials that you need. That's right. So that would be cool if you could mark traits on weapons that you want. And then when you're looting, there will be a little mark next to a, you know, a gun and be like, oh, that's got a trait that I want. Yeah, and that, that's especially important for some of these games that, that, that are um, – doing all these permutations of, you know, the weapon, you know, adjective, 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 you know, gun, right? So so sometimes, yeah, you're looking for the, the adjective that you want, you know, the the super freezer or whatever it might be. But um, but it's a it's kind of a pain where you, you not that you, you forget it, but it'd be nice to say, hey, I'm looking for this. If you see it, alert me. Because yep. sometimes, you know, you, you're getting, again, especially with, um, um, and a lot of these current games, Starfield being one of them, you get so many weapons, you're always trying to kind of figure out, you know, hey, what's this? What? Okay, do I want this? Is that what I want? And so, and it's a lot to read through every trait of every gun that gets dropped. So it's, yeah, it, having that little marker would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Starfield was nominated for a BAFTA award, which is the British acting film television. I totally butchered that. What is it, Michael? <laughs> uh, British Academy Film Awards. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were they made a list of best games, apparently. Right? Yeah, they mm-hmm. it's their award for best games uh, of the year. Um, I want to say Drench is on there too. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Speaking of awards, it was also nominated for most innovative gameplay for the Steam Awards. That's an award it should win. Yeah. While Baldur's Gate is is not really doing anything specifically new, maybe I'm being a little more harsh on it. I think. Starfield is way more innovative with their procedurally generated universe. You know, maybe they didn't quite pull it off uh, 100%, but it's pretty dang good. What I've heard where that game would be innovative is that it does the choose-your-own-adventure thing very well. That's what I've heard from so many people is that it just feels like you can make any choice and it will actually affect the outcome. The difference between the two games for me is that... uh, in Starfield, again, I got this great story. I go off and I do things, events, and things you can do. Um, however, 
you know, some of the things you do similarly every single time. It's like once you get the, the magic power, you go yeah. into that cave and you flow around. I mean, you, it's the same every single time. A, yeah. Whereas Baldur's Gate, um, they've, again, their platform is you have to kind of creatively use the things that they give you to solve the issue. And and generally it's not the same and it doesn't have to be the same every single time. In fact, right. there might be 10 different ways to do it um, and you get through it. But um, but it's but it's a lot more linear. That's um, actually yeah, that's actually interesting because Dwayne and I were just talking right before we were talking you, about you, Swiss cheese. You got here. We were talking about Swiss cheese. That's right. Um, there was a, a Baldur's Gate developer that said that they were actually very inspired by a Hitman developer because mm. in the game Hitman, it's similar to what you're talking about, where you walk into a room and you're like, I got to kill this target and there's so many ways to do it. How am I going to do it? So that's really interesting to me that Baldur's Gate is like that. Well, and they referred to it as the Swiss cheese model because it's oh, like yeah. a piece of Swiss yeah. cheese with like all these holes. I like how I didn't explain I know, that at all. Like you're leaving me hanging, bro. <laughs> I just got <laughs> hungry. You said Swiss cheese. My mind said, eat. <laughs> it's getting close to dinner. But yeah, I mean, there's this idea of like a piece of Swiss cheese has all these exits and a player can choose and exit one of the holes and is in a, a yeah, new you, place. You choose a hole to go in and you'll pop out of a different hole and it's all like intended. Like it's all intended, but it makes you feel like you figured it out on your own and you figured out your own way to do it. I mean, that's, that's, I just wanted to heap a lot of praise onto Baldur's Gate 3, even though I haven't played it, but. Well, you liked Hitman. You're a huge Hitman, Hitman fan. Man. So I feel like, yeah. I mean, and you're a, you know, a DM yeah. for D&D, like tabletop games. Yeah. So yeah. this game has Michael written all over it. If you're like. a D&D yeah. fan, I mean, it, 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 yeah. it, it's so faithful to D&D 5th edition that you you know, you know just cool. can't help be familiar with what's going on and saying, oh, my yeah. gosh, I may never go back to the table and roll a dice. I don't, uh, I don't think so, I will. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so, so good. It, 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 it does it so good. And right. if they keep adding more stories expansions or just sequels, Baldur's Gate 4. I mean, I'm a lifer at this point. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't coming off as biased because I, I really do believe those things about Baldur's Gate and I do intend to play it. But bringing it back to Starfield, I do think that it's innovative in that there's so many different games here. It is sort of like they took several different games and somehow put them together like no man's sky and skyrim and and all you know all types of games and ships and flying and back to what you said eric that it's a platform there is uh you know that article that i was talking about where they're talking about the creation engine and they have looked really hard at the code and they're noticing things Basically, that like load loading uh, animations, we've talked about like getting up uh, out of the seat on the ship and everything. Apparently, a lot of those animations are way longer than they need to be. Ah. And they're saying that like some mods have already like removed animations and it's, it's the game loads in like a second. So it's like not a problem. They really believe that there's more optimization coming and, and that it's, going to they're going to add things like well, basically the, there's there's a foundation here to bring to pass a lot of the things that we want the game into it and i don't, I don't want to be absolutely. like high in the sky and just yeah. hoping i was no, going to say real quick just mm -hmm. like from a dev standpoint sometimes they have to dumb it down to the lowest specs that's right 
Is that what you were going to go yeah, for? No, yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. having kind of being in this world. I mean, you, you, you're, you're, um, you're hedging uh, for low specs. And, and so you're building in time uh, if you don't have a great rig um, yeah. for, for it to work or if you're working on a certain platform. Um, but yeah, no, but, but truth be told, some of those animations aren't adding to the enjoyment of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there to, um, to create an illusion that, that you're still in the game yeah. versus kind of a little ring going around and around. But yeah. Yep. I mean, we, it's we've... the Apple spinning <laughs> color wheel. What was it? Yeah. I mean, have you gone to take over? A, most of us have done this where you go to take over a ship, you go to just steal it. And sometimes the ship will take off and it leaves the, the ground. Now, Usually you don't, you're not by a window, but I've seen video of someone being by a window and you see the ground zoom away in such a cool way. If you happen to be by a porthole, it's very cool. And then what happens? The game blacks out for a second and then it loads and then you're in space. And this person, for instance, firmly believes that all that, that they just didn't have time to add it, that all they need to do is add like, the atmosphere passed through. At, yeah, mm-hmm. the right. clouds passing through. There could be something there to mask that load so that it feels seamless. Mm-hmm. I And I'm not going to expect it, but, but man, if it ha- like if they can add all this and make it feel more seamless, that would be very cool. Have you done shipbuilding, Eric? Uh, very lightly. Mm-hmm. And and so so, by the way, I think I got to the point in the game for myself where I was like, okay, I got the story. I mean, I get I get the stories. I have an understanding of kind of what that will be, and 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 as an explorer kind of person, I'm like, okay, well, do I want to start doing outposts? Do I want to build ships? Do I, you know, what do I want to do? Because I know. So this is the, by the way, what I like about the game is that, you know, if I want to go do outposts and and build a little economy or build some engine, I can go do that. Or if I want to get interested in ships and go be a pirate, I can go do that. So. You, you can't really do again back to Baldur's Gate for a second. You can't do yeah. that, right? You're on the rails. Right. Mm-hmm. You're on yeah. the story. You're gonna fall through the story. You're gonna meet people, do things, but there's a rail. Whereas yeah. here, it's like, okay, you know what? I've I got the story. I can still keep on going down a story road. But hey, maybe I want to play around the outpost, or maybe I want to build a ship, or mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is, or I want to join a faction uh, and, and kind of go deep and see where that takes me. Um, so that's the beauty of this game is that you, again, you have all these shoots you can kind of go down, and then and then the mechanics for that thing is very different. Um, it's also a little bewildering because there's not a whole lot of like this is what you need to do back to the internet. Yeah, there's uh, not, yeah, yeah. But have um, you heard of Drive? I have not. You should you should join our Drive channel on our Discord, which is the Deep Space Research and Interstellar Vehicle Engineering. Yeah, you you can go in there and join our weekly build challenge. Now, yes. this week is fun. It's the holidays, so we're actually doing holiday ships. Right. I saw a certain people in our discord that were very active and we have the starfield adventure club and i would see the you know this group of people very active and then when we announced drive we're doing shipbuilding all of a sudden there were new people that were like oh cool this is what i like to do and then they were very active because it's there's different types of people playing this game and you you reminded me that when, uh, you know, a few years ago, Elden Ring came out, 
fantastic game. Also, like really good world building where they just, you just don't if you even could know. survive ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't finished the game, and I'm and maybe someday. But I saw people saying I like this RPG better than Skyrim now, and well, that's fine. It's an opinion, but I'm like, this is a different thing because the combat is amazing. But that's all the game is. It's world and combat. And it was like, you in Elden Ring, you can't build a farm and, like, build a house and get married. Like, that's the difference. And that's that's the difference between Bethesda games and others. Yeah, no, and, and you're right. The, the, the Elden Ring game, again, I've played it a, a ton also. It's a min-max game where you, you, you max out yourself mm-hmm. and then you play for three or four hours, you know, maybe more at that max. And then, then you get to another level and then you're, you're min again. So you got to go figure out, okay, what's the new stuff I got to go find to go fight these things to kind of continue going on. And, and they layered it right. Right. Because the, the, the hard stuff, it's not like you're, it's like, okay, I was in this land. I fought and killed everything. I'm going to go to the next land. All the hard stuff is around you too. So, yeah. so the giant you couldn't kill before, you can kill now. But anyways, yeah. But but you're right. It's a fighting game. It's all it's all about fighting. Uh, I have um on my um on my bookcase, I've got two Elden Ring books that that I don't know what what I was thinking. I was probably sleep shopping one night <laughs> and uh, and and purchased them. But they're they're like 200 page books that have all the different you know things that you can do you ought to do all the lands all oh, that oh wow um, but, but that being said there's a lot of variety but at yeah. the end of the day or the beginning of the day is a go fight yeah because mm-hmm. that's yeah. what you gotta do that yeah. is the core the, element yeah. can I just say I love video game books like the coffee table books that are mm. full of like video game art like the concept art and stuff I've always loved getting those um, now we know what to get you for yeah, right. the holidays. Oh, hey, so now, <laughs> Christmas when, is right around the corner. You know, it, it goes all the way back to kind of those Nintendo, you know, game guides that would come out and, they, you know, they have all the levels. And, you know, yeah. the, you know, when I was a kid that if I could get my hands on them because uh, they weren't, you know. Dude, Nintendo ill. Power, when you got that right. in the mail, right. that was the best day. Yeah, I love Finally yeah. figure out how to beat Impossible. I mean, <laughs> remember Impossible? No, I don't okay. remember Impossible. <laughs> I do remember it was the, impossible. the 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 uh, Xbox magazine would come with a disc that had playable demos. Oh on yeah, it. that mm-hmm. was really fun. Yeah, we're talking about building ships. Yeah, yeah. So, just one other tip that I saw this week that I had not seen until now. Um, we're talking about building ships, so you might actually want to know that the ship considers forty meters, so basically forty meters long or or wide, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, 40 meters is a small ship, 60 meters is a medium ship, and 80 meters is a large ship. And here is why that is very important. The game will actually have your ship land closer to a POI that, like, if if you see it from space and you highlight it and you fly down there, larger ships need, like, more clearance. You will actually land further away. Now... Do you love skip packing across the terrain then build big? (laughs) This changes the way I look at shipbuilding because I just, I have a monster of a ship with tons of cargo. And this makes me want to have a small explorer ship also for going to POIs because now I know I can land very close to it. Did did you guys know that at all? Well, first of all, 
I have some serious ship envy right now. Uh, Me too. Because I've got I've got two ships, and and I didn't know the how many. Constellation. And you're also worldly because you're talking meters. So again, uh, we're on the same planet here. But uh, yeah, no, that that that's that's really interesting. And again, I gotta join your Discord because clearly the the ship that I have, um, you know, needs to be you know built. I I have to tell you, last week we did tall ships. Mm-hmm. Like. And I got it. I was like, are people going to go for this? But they did. And it's so amazing what some, some really people built. Some people there. built mm-hmm. like some towers mm-hmm. that are just like super tall. And then this, this guy would like jump off of it. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It's, it's a see. lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, again, I'm fascinated. I got to, I got to do this. And like I said, um, I'm at that point where it's like, do I ship build? Do I outpost build? So, so I'm, yeah. I'm you've made my decision. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to build ship nice. you know we got to shout out uh our guy illinist because he came up with a whole new channel for our discord yeah cribs uh, baby cribs. cribs that's right i was i was very busy that day they were like we need cribs and i was like okay here you go click 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 and it was done uh but yes so every week now uh we've got well cribs is just sort of open but cribs is your house your outpost show us where you live uh, we've got that going on the Discord. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about world building. Definitely. And it's it's so great to have Eric here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me finish introducing him because he actually works in basically the video game industry. I mean, you work for a major gaming company here in Las Vegas that makes gaming machines. Now, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but they are gambling machines. However, they're video and it's a game. Ergo, it's a video game, is it not? <laughs> it, it it definitely is a video game, and and right, it, it and and that's a third of our business. So um, another third of our business, we make casual games. So many of the games that you're playing uh, on your phone, uh, we make um, in, in addition oh, to that. Can we so, say your company name or? Sure, we... uh, I work for Aristocrat. Aristocrat, I knew it was Aristocrat. Yeah. Um, and most people don't know the brand because because you go in and and you purchase the. Um, the cabinet and the casino does all that, but you know the yeah. games. But uh, and our casual side of the house is um, called Pixel United, and uh, they Raid Shadow Legends. I think is probably one of our bigger oh, games. Oh, it's huge, very big. Yeah, and uh, and then, and there's a host of other games uh, that we do. So we don't only make uh, casino type games. We we really do cover cover the field. We are not, not sponsored that. by Raid Shadow Legends, no? yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, and if you've ever been in a, a casino, at least in North America, you've probably seen Buffalo, which is you know, probably one of your more popular games. Um, but it's, it's like a penny slot, right? Or is it, oh, what's it considered? It, it's a, again, I think it's, it's a, a slot, slot game these days. And, and there's, and, and with Buffalo, it's, it's a brand. So there are, you know, over 30 different varieties, you know, of games that, um, that fall under that brand. So there could be Buffalo lightning strike. There could be Buffalo ascension, Buffalo wheel. I mean, there's all different things, but, um, but if you're familiar with uh, going to, uh, land-based casinos you, you, in the U.S. You'll you'll probably have seen um, the Buffalo games or heard people yell yeah. Buffalo. I've, so. I've absolutely seen it. Yeah, mm-hmm. everywhere. They're huge here in Vegas. I mean, you can't walk five feet into any casino and not see a cluster of these games. But yeah, yeah. what do you do for Aristocrat? Yeah, so so I'm I'm primarily a technologist uh, in the company. While there are people that go out and make these games, we have studios around the world. My job is to make the tools that, that the developers and the marketers and the salespeople use uh, to get their job done. 
Gotcha. You were working on like a like an augmented reality tool that you can place gaming machines. Basically, you can walk around with an iPad in a casino and say, hey, I want to put mm-hmm. this gaming machine over here. And you can literally see it on the iPad as an augmented reality. It was amazing. I was really impressed by that. They've asked me to do that type of work. And uh, and yeah, so as you just said, Dwayne, one of the things we did, we built a tool that allows a salesperson to go talk to a casino and say, hey, here's a slot machine. Now put in augmented reality. You want to walk around it. You want to see it. You want to hear it. Uh, and uh, and that that um, allows us to show off our product rather than tell people about it. To me, a slot machine is rolling the dice. There's so much of that in Baldur's Gate. There's so much of that in Starfield. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you kill an NPC and they drop stuff, it's a dice roll, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's this kind of direct correlation when you think of like gambling, literally dice rolling in a craps game or in a virtual, you know, aspect like in a slot machine, a digital slot machine is very similar to like the type of coding that you would probably find in Bethesda's creation engine too, I would imagine. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting that the, if I said that the difference for you, because again, some things look the same, but the, the difference is that um, our game developers are, are 98% mathematicians. Right, so they're 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 trying to play with math to make sure that the outcomes um, of uh, the random number generator, which you know, we we would all use, uh, are kind of right um, for the game. And by the way, that goes through all kinds of legal uh, and regulatory bodies to make sure that yeah, when you spend, you know, hey, you you can win every ten times. Okay, well, right. it's, it's got to do that. You got to do a million spins. It's got to do what you said it's going to do. That's interesting because yeah, uh, when you talk about gambling with actual money. Uh, you mentioned it's you have legal requirements, whereas you take that same principle and bring it to a game, and the requirement is basically uh, it needs to be fun. It needs to feel right. good for the player, right? Um, they need to win at least every X number of times, or else they're going to yeah. get frustrated, yeah. right? And, and and just like video games, uh, guys, that there are different types of players. Some people. You know, are going to come in and want to play for fun for an hour. Some people are on a trip and they want to win, you know, a million dollars. And 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 on the casino floor, there are different games that can do that. Now, I don't think the casino always does a great job at at telling you um, which one is which. Right. But um, but but it's it's very true that some games, um, for instance, you you don't win. Uh, a lot, uh, but you win often. Some games you mm-hmm. can win a lot, but you don't win often. So it's just, and there's all kinds of things in the middle there. So it, and there's different players. Um, so it's uh, it's really a fascinating space um, yeah. because trying to hit on what people like is uh, is not easy. There's a lot of nuances to to that. You know, you got to pick the right, just like a video game, you got to pick yeah. the right theme. Yeah. You got to have the right math, um, and then and then you've got to have features in it that are going to attract people um, that are current and, and modern, and sometimes, by the way, retro. So it just yeah. there's a lot of fun and variability in it. You see Starfield trying to appeal to several different types of gamers, and I think mostly successfully, but also weirdly unsuccessfully where someone I, I've seen people say procedural generation is a mistake because I've seen the same POI or I, I'm trying to somebody said like I don't like these things and what they're talking about is the handcrafted content they don't like the they, they say 
procedural generation was a mistake because I don't like these things that were handcrafted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I think it's really confusing. What, yeah. yeah. They, what they want is for everything to be procedurally generated so everything is new. Is new right? and different. Like, Which, like, don't get me wrong, I think that'd be awesome. Oh, and I think that, you know, the the industry with the development tools and and where um, machine learning and a, a artificial intelligence going, just from my vantage, but that you're getting closer and closer to that. We are. Um, We're on the precipice of of a gaming revolution, really, with AI and, and level creation and what AI is going to do for us. I mean, it It I'm will excited. all, it will, again, when we look at it, or I look at it, it will all feel unique, even though all they're doing is making the pond bigger. Yeah. Um, so your 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 mind um, won't be able to kind of um, understand or ascertain kind of like that that's not unique. Um, right. But but the truth is, they just made the pond really big, um, so it all feels uh, unique to you. Uh, so and and that's the the computing power is getting us there, so that it is a very real possibility that all the planets, you know, in Starfield, you know, at some point will have not only their own terrain, which is unique, but they might even have their own flora and fauna that's, yeah. that's unique. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I think, where this is – if they're not thinking about that, um, I, I can't imagine they, they wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Much like the, you know, in Starfield, we see the stepping stones of technology to be able to, to travel the universe in the game. The game itself is also like a stepping stone using this procedurally generated content to the next level like this game coming out with doing what it's doing with building the world i i feel like it's nothing but a a great thing for future games right like people like other gaming companies i mean we we talked about no man's sky and we talked about light no fire yeah right and how that was kind of the next idea of procedurally generation in in one world did you watch the game awards Eric? I, I didn't. I, I they, read. I've read some articles and I've I follow yeah. it, mm-hmm. but um, but 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 I missed the. Uh, well, let me ask you this. So you're you're an avid tabletop gamer as well. You have a ton of tabletop games. Um, you're into game theory, game design, that kind of thing. Just down and dirty. Like, what's what was your favorite game this last year? Uh, by the way, Baldur's Gate. Like yeah. we talked about, it's kind of. I spent now. I spent a bunch of time. Um, when that was in beta, right? yeah, you so, played a lot. Of the so, beta, so I yeah. played it again and again and again every time they made releases. So I, I had a lot invested. I went back to it. Um, so, so that was um, that was one of my favorite games uh, on the video side. And then uh, on the on the tabletop side, God, there's like 200 games that got released this year. And and quite honestly, it's not easy yeah. to bring them to the table all the time uh, unless you get a lot of you know get the right amount of people. Yeah. But um, but I'll, I'll tell you the, the game that I liked the most this year. Dwayne, we played this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, Thunder I'm Road. Curious. Thunder Road. Um, oh yeah. So so this is there's a game. It's kind of a, a Meritrash game, is what I would call it. Where mm-hmm. uh, it's like Mad Max, and you have a bunch of cars, and you're kind of racing. But really, what you're doing is you're shooting and bumping everybody off the road. Oh, nice. And yeah. uh, and it's just you know it's a whole bunch of fun. Uh, so that, that that it would make a great video game. And too, they did I feel that like. as a tabletop. Yeah. Yes. In fact, uh, it's a remake. It was it was. Probably originally made Restoration Games is the company that that um, that remade the game, but I believe it was an '80s game. Okay, uh, and they and they, they do this uh, a lot with the games. They go back and find games and they remake them. But um, super super fun. Um, kids get it. 
adults get it. Uh, and there's nothing more fun than like ramming somebody off the road, right? Or yeah, having yeah, them yeah. jump off a ramp and explode something. Or yeah. it's just it's a it's a super fun game. Um, Michael has uh, what he calls a comfort game. Like Starfield for him has become a comfort game where yeah. you know after a long day of work, he can come home and just kind of open the game up, relax a little bit, and run around. Did you have a comfort game? Yeah. This year, what is um, it? Diablo Four. Oh, oh yeah. Hack yeah, and slash, right? Yeah. There's no. I mean, you know, the, the, there's nothing better than having a tough day at the office and then coming home and killing ten thousand things. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and not having to think about it. And and again, you get the loot thing, so that's kind of interesting if you're following that. But uh, but yeah. I don't know. There's just something about kind of going around and around and just kind of mindlessly slaughtering a bunch of monsters that uh, that helps relax me after a tough day. Yeah, that's that's what's good about games like Diablo, right? Is is you have your build and stuff, but it's not a lot of choices that you have to think about. So you just jump in and you just you just hack and slash, yeah. And getting that loot like just like I I remember uh the guys from Penny Arcade used to say uh watching the numbers go up. You just like to see the numbers go up, you mm-hmm. know, on your loot and everything. That was World of Warcraft for me. It's like, can I get the next big crit? What what what, yeah. what you know outfit or what uh, armor do I need to be able to get that next highest crit? Yeah, and when is it going to happen? So and you know you mentioned armor and and we're talking about world building and I was going to uh, say to Eric that I've I've mentioned to certain friends now that like in other games you always want to get like Elden Ring you want to get the the best armor. And now I'm telling friends in Starfield, do you know what the best armor is? It's the one that looks coolest. <laughs> that, that's great. Yeah, no, because, I think you're right. Because you just choose your style. And yes, you can get better versions of that armor. Um, but a lot of times... Are you saying because you can mod it? or Because you can either mod it or you can find a better version. Um, if you... Or if you... Yeah, if you have the crafting abilities. Uh, but essentially you kind of just find the armor that fits the sci-fi style that you like. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny, uh, Diablo four, same different, right? Because in Diablo four, you, you pick up all kinds of stuff, but then you can go just say, Oh, I traded this and I sold it. And then you get the, you get the, uh, the style. Oh, cause you, uh, transmog. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can, you, you same, same idea. It's like now, you can then style yourself up to whatever way you want, yeah. uh, and still, you know, still get get new stuff, and 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 you look the way you want. But it's the, and by the way, I spend you know my downtime in that particular game doing the same thing, which is like, hey, I yeah. want to look a certain way, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Starfield, same thing, mm-hmm. um, where it's like you're right, yeah, it's like I want to, you know, I don't want to look like a robot with a you know a unibrow right um, so <laughs> yeah. you know I want to find some better gear. My my wife asked me, so she started play, she's played a little bit. She asked me, oh, what weapon are you currently using? And I said, oh, I'm using a pistol because I like the animation when it comes Mm. out. (laughs) I like feeling like a hitman. So it's like (laughs) literally, so I just like. Never mind the fact that you can't kill anything with it because you can't snipe. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, you can. No, you get a good, like if you get a really good roll, and we're talking about dice rolls, you know, you get a really good roll on on a pistol or if you really upgrade it. And then if you put the skill points, you know, you have skill points into that, you can be really good with a pistol. Um, well, you can one shot. I mean, again, you can one shot yep. a lot of uh, a lot of stuff if you have a really good good pistol. I'm not yep. a pistol guy myself, mm-hmm. but um, 
but uh, yeah, no, again, it's it's all. It, I think it's fashion, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like what right. what is it that that I want to do, and how do I want to represent myself as I'm playing this game? Um, that 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 is where it's at. Um, a lot a lot of these newer games. Where, in fact, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, back to Baldur's Gate three for a second. My daughter kind of came in and she wanted to try it out and play it, and and she put it down within the first twenty minutes because she couldn't customize the 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 elf the way that she wanted to do it the way that she oh. wanted to do it enough she's like nope dad i can't you know i can't have these pointy ears i can't have this color i'm not playing i can customize people better in these other games so so for her, for her uh, it's a, yeah. it's all about like it's all about what who she creates to yeah. start i kind of get that cuz yeah. they they went heavy on like face stuff but body style wasn't there's only like three body styles or something, right? Right. right. So she's yeah. already familiar. You know, she's already played enough games. She knows that there's a lot more options. Yep. And uh, to her, that that if that's not right, um, she she's like, I don't know if I want to play because it's not not who I think I should be. It's just really again back to that fashion. Yeah. Statement. I'd be I'd be curious uh, your opinion on world building as it pertains to Starfield. What would be something that you think Starfield does really well as far as world building. And then, I don't know, you don't have to say this, but if there's something that you feel like you, they could do better. What I really like about the game is, is, is and I said this uh, earlier, but how they get you into the game and introduce you to the world um, I thought they did a you know, fantastic job. It, it it didn't feel a lot of these games. You go okay, okay. Sh- I know what they're doing. They're trying to introduce me to this place, that place. Get me here. Get me there. Do this action. Go steal this. You know. So mm-hmm. you get your you get your idea of where it is. But but I never felt um, in this particular uh, instance that um, that I was doing that or they were handing uh, hand holding me too much. I felt like I really jumped in and started doing what I wanted to do. So, um, so that to me was, uh, was, was really good. Um, the, the challenge for me in Starfield was that, okay, coming out of the gate, there's a lot of choices I'm making. Yeah. And, 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 and at times I don't, it's not to me easy to kind of go re-roll that. And I'm like, oh gosh, I spent eight points in, in, you know, uh, I forget half the things I did, but, but, but the challenge was like, okay, I can't. And now I'm like, okay, I'm either going to restart, or yeah. you know, or I'm gonna, or I'm gonna uh, just keep on going and saying, okay, it was a waste. And I, and I, and that's the one thing I felt like there's, there's enough leveling that you kind of get where you want to get to. But once you kind of figure everything out, you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have spent any points in that, and uh, and I wish I could kind of just get it up and, and move it. But again, I, I don't think they've changed that, right? That's still, I think that's pretty difficult when you're skilling up. Yeah, it's pretty permanent. You know, and I, I like how he said that <laughs> you you felt that you could jump in and do what you want to do pretty soon. I was, uh, I remember the game had hit early access. I was at work. I couldn't play yet. And I was I was going to play that night. And I saw people saying, oh, the, the, you know, the intro is pretty long. It takes a long time to get to where the game opens up. And I remember then when I played it, I was shocked at how fast it was because I was like, have you guys played other Bethesda games? Because the intro for Fallout 4 is crazy long. And then the intro for Skyrim. In fact, the game. I feel like they're getting shorter. They're getting shorter. Yeah, because like Skyrim was really long. Yeah. Right. I was going to say that. And I think Skyrim and Fallout 4, the the intro is 
or better. Um, but right. but but again, you're, it's a scale, right? Yeah. So I, I think the intro is fantastic for mm-hmm. um, for Starfield. I really liked, but haven't played those other games. I had a, a way to compare, but but there is no other comparison. Right. I mean, some of the other you know other games you play, not Bethesda, they're so good at kind of just getting you wrapped up in the context. Yeah, uh, and, and quite honestly, I think they have to be because it's so story driven that if you don't suspend kind of whatever disbelief you have about where you are in your current world, like your life, yeah. um, um, then then the game isn't as rich and as interesting. So again, they they do such a good job at it. Kind of, you kind of forget and let the you know your everything melt away. How would you describe the feel of of Starfield in terms of like is it does it feel big to you because if you think about it, a thousand planets with you, you had mentioned maybe a hundred thousand points that you could land on, on each planet. Granted, you're going to, you know, it's kind of similar mm-hmm. on each planet. Well, there's At a lot of variety it, on planets actually. Yeah. They have the told, different but biomes, but you're, yeah, you're not wrong that maybe there's more you're like, you're going to see like kind of the same. Yeah. Stuff. You're going to see that, but I'm just saying there's, there, yeah, so POI feel? different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does it feel massive to you or does it feel because I think for me personally, like there there's some disconnect between when you when you're going from place to place. So it's losing a bit of like the massive feel, even though I do do think it's massive. Does that make sense? I'm not sure. If I'm- you know, it. so some of it for me, this is different points. Right. So early on, you don't really see the or feel the enormity of of the star systems right you kind of know it you read about it you kind of understand that it's coming but um but they're really having you explore you know two or three places and uh and you're learning kind of all the mechanics of how to kind of get in and around once you're on the planet so so never felt like i was in some vast thing that i couldn't understand it felt uh at times once you get through that started to feel a little mass effect um for me um so so i was like okay well i need to understand are these just planets and they're, they're kind of simple or is, or there's some nuances here? That's when it started to get big once you started to kind of, oh, there are nuances. There are things to discover here. There are things that the data or the information they're giving me is not just junk. It means something. Uh, so as you started to decipher that, I think it started to get big. And then once you figure out what you wanted to do, then it goes small again. Right. Yeah. So you kind of go through this back and forth with, with the, I did with the game where, um, where I, where I felt like I was in a comfortable spot. I was doing the things I wanted to do. And then I got to some spots and I realized like, Oh, there's more here than I thought there was because I played other games where it's like, yeah, the, when you, you know, mass effect, if you looked at the world, they'd have all this data about what it was, but it didn't really mean anything or do anything for you. Whereas here, I I think it does. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of hidden systems Um, there's a lot of hidden, uh, like for instance, what we talked about with the smaller ships land closer to POIs, never, ever, ever does the game tell you that. Um, it's just like, it's like you need the community. It's like a game that can only exist in a time of the internet where people can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's discovery too, which is nice because a player could discover something, say they're in a bubble, say they don't go to Starfield, you know websites or, or our amazing or uh, normal people discord server right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. they're free to discover these things like the you know lunar lander on 
yeah. the moon and the fact that that can unlock or reading a book can unlock a point of interest on the earth, I you know, th- things like that. I think we limit ourselves by our, our gaming habits because, you know, talking about how it's a, a massive universe and yeah, I agree with both of you that at times it feels very small, but I think about how I get locked into my gaming habits and I'm going to do this and that and that. And then it feels very small. And you know when the game feels biggest to me is not necessarily when I'm playing it, but when I see somebody post something online that I've never seen before. And I go, whoa, what? You you found a volcanic area with lava. I have never seen that before. And so it's like you start to go, okay, there's more out there. Do I need to change the way I play the game to see more things? And I would add on to that because, you know, I think there's a certain points in the game when you log the hours where you do get into your habits and uh and and there's other points where um again you've kind of amassed all your sub missions and you've you have a bunch of different things you gotta do the main mission and, and that again to me sometimes it gets bewildering but when you see that post it's like a focusing agent you're like oh shoot yes. that's, now you know they got simple again yep and and now i'm gonna go track that down because i'm kind of fascinated about what that might be and yep. and 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 it it needs that because sometimes you can lose the thread uh and 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 posts like that really help um one kind of make it feel big but also kind of focus you back in. oh that's really something i want to go explore yep let's go do that and again that could be you know anything you know from somebody figuring out how to, you know, get some gear or finding a place or building a ship or whatever it is. Like, okay, now, oh, that looks interesting. Let me do it. Yeah. Right. What's your biggest, um, like, wish for the game? I mean, or is there one? My biggest wish for the game is that, not that I know what their roadmap is, but 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 they kind of have a three-year plan. And, uh, and they continue to kind of add features to it uh, based on the feedback that the community is giving them. So that it, you know, it becomes more and more interesting to kind of go into it. And partly because of the platform, right? There's lots of places, I think, in the game where you can make things more interesting. Um, one, yeah, will you download the Shattered Space DLC? And I typically you, do, um, yeah. just because I get to that point where I want to try it out. I, I think that um, the, the other part for me is, um, is acknowledging those folks that have logged time and and again, give them fo- back to this focusing. Give them focusing agents so that they can kind of collect themselves and, and go on another adventure, mm-hmm. uh, and and feel like they're, they're they they understand this again. It's like uh, Star Wars or Star Trek. I mean, you know the universe, right? So so now that you've played all this time and you understand kind of what's going on and where those things are at, um, I'd love to get plugged back into something and yeah. uh, and and get focused on it and 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 it be kind of again that main storyline bit. That uh, that you know runs for a little little length, so that I can again again get back on the narrative. I'm a narrative driven guy. I like the narrative. Um, you know, there's certain points where like, okay, I've built enough outposts. I've you know monkeying around with ships enough. Uh, I just you know I don't want to be um, wrapped up in the story again. I would love for them, uh, ba- based on kind of what you're talking about. It reminds me of uh, that. I would I would love for them to do what Grand Theft Auto Four did, where Grand Theft Auto Four had this huge city. And they utilized it really well in the main story. But then they had this DLC come out and they utilized this part of the city, this other part of the city that I didn't realize was underutilized when I first played the game. And then I was like, whoa, like this was, it already existed. 
And I feel that way with Starfield. There's a lot in there. It's already there. But as you know, this term, I love the, this term that you're using, the focusing agent. I believe that there are things already in the game that they could focus you in on to give you a new experience, even with what's already there. And they've recently said they're working on an update for the, like, uh, after the holiday. Early this next year, they're, they said, uh, stay tuned because they're going to have a new, some new ways to travel. So a lot of people, I mean, I've talked about the hover bike. I was going to say they're going to, again, yeah. they, they need a, they need a bike or a, a, yeah. a car or something to travel long distances on planet. You know, what's so weird about this. Like I did not, I didn't even consider a way to travel on the surface of the planet. When I saw this story, I was thinking, oh, they're going to revamp how you move about in the spaceship. Like not once did I think, oh, they're going to add a vehicle on the ground. But, so but that would be actually okay really too. cool. Oh, actually, I, yeah. I could see it that way too. Because yeah. so like Diablo 4 for me, going to a different game, but introducing horses, um, you know, allowed you to get, it just allows you to get, you're, you're not trudging through stuff, right? You can get to points to points. And by the way, you can travel fast travel too. But, but there's those moments where it's like, okay, I, I don't want to spend 20 minutes kind of running to the thing I want to go to um, because there's not much there. And that horse was only $9.99. And that that <laughs> horse is free. I, I, they, they, they got my money in the beginning, and, and, and that's all they've ever got. Um, Sparkle horse. Well, the thing is there, there's little glimpses in Starfield of what could be, and what I mean by that is uh, there is a mission in the game, and it's like the only time I see this where you're on somebody else's ship and they're like, we're going to head down. We're going to head over here or whatever. And you're on the ship looking out the window while somebody else pilots the ship to another location, like to like a space station. And you see it docking, not from that animation, but you see it docking while you're standing inside of it. When you get to that, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's such like a, a moment where you go, oh, wow, this is cool, like, to be on the ship walking around while somebody's docking it. Yeah, so that goes back to my earlier thing where sometimes the game feels small because it's compartmentalized into boxes, almost like box number one, the spaceship, box number two, inside the space station after you've docked yep. through an animation cutscene, right? Yep. Whereas, you know, if it's one big open seamless experience it feels big so like that's that's a great example of like you felt like you were in that world felt that seem, was great yes. world building so if they yes. could somehow you know prove upon i don't know things in the game and in, in that manner it would go a long way it just shows it. it's possible and they they've they did it for that mission so it's like can they bring that to the regular gameplay right um yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the other thing that will be interesting this this will start to probably perk up based on the computing power, based on uh, machine learning, AI. But um, but it will be really interesting to bump into an interesting NPC, you know, while you're in port or whatever, and then and then go down a rabbit hole and and not be directed to like, oh go to this place and go to this thing talk to this person, but mm -hmm. like literally like okay I'm gonna you know that person looks interesting I'm gonna bump into them somehow and then. That that touch off a whole place for you to explore that unless you bumped into them because there's a thousand NPCs walking around yeah um, they'll be able to do that 
you know, yeah. um, in the in the near future. And that will be really interesting because back to you know, I like the idea of like seeing another ship dock with you, right? But it's like, hey, can I can I have a world where like if you're gonna put people in that world, they have a story. And if I bump into yeah. them and I wanna do something with them, I might get embroiled into something. Um to me, again, that 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 would be really cool. Uh, to be able to do some of that and and still you know enjoy all the main storyline stuff, but but they'll be able to do that, you know, in another you know two years. Uh. Yeah, and I I'm thinking about how Bethesda does something that a lot of games don't. I guess more and more are, but if someone's not familiar with Bethesda games, they should know that even though it's only showing you one mission at a time, like as being active, all the quests are active at all times. And I don't know if I'm ready for this, but I've seen people saying that they turned off the music. First off, the music's awesome, but I get where they're going with this. They turned off all the music. They turned the HUD off, or, like, you can turn the opacity all the way down. Uh, And so, like, they don't see mission markers. They don't see the HUD. And they just walk around the world, and they just talk to people. And then sometimes they'll someone will have a quest, and it's like, okay... And they have to, you know, I've done this in Skyrim where Skyrim, instead of the mission markers, you look at the signs on the road. There are road signs telling you where, where you know. You can use the world know. itself yeah. to it's get It's kind of like a, a Neo yeah. pin the tail on the donkey game, right? right? Yeah. You know, where it's just like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to put a blindfold on. I'm going to walk around and, and, and see what happens, and, and I, which is a little yeah. bit what I was asking for earlier, right. right? Just to be able to bump into it. I think that. I think that I'll probably do that on a future playthrough just where I just, if I don't care about completing quests and stuff. Sure. But it could be quite rewarding because you might find something that you've never found before. Yeah. I mean, there's a good yeah. chance of that. I feel like again, the narrative is so strong in this game that, and, and, and if you played it the first time, you just you have to go, go experience, you know, yeah. what they crafted. Um, so, so, so some of the side quests are interesting, but, mm-hmm. but, but I would say to anybody that that's jumping into the game the first time, go 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 experience the narrative. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's uh, it's something that you want to do. Um, and, and the and, faction quests are good. Yeah, too many stories, especially the UC one. Uh, can't say anything because Dwayne hasn't done it yet, but I'm excited <laughs> for him to do that. Uh, I let let me ask you guys this because this is something I was thinking of a lot uh, as we kind of get to the end of this topic i have seen that there are like huge challenges for bethesda in creating this new world and for instance when you play fallout 4 if you're a fallout fan or let's say that when they're developing they already had fallout 3 and everything before so there's there's raiders there's nuka-cola there's all this stuff that exists in that universe that they can pull from. And then of course, Skyrim has like, for like I played Oblivion so that when I play Skyrim and it has a little reference, like to the emperor of Oblivion, like 200 years earlier, I have that little moment. That's like, Oh, that's so cool. I know what they're talking about because I played Oblivion. And so basically what I'm asking about is the challenge, not just for a developer to create a new world, but as a player, I came in and like I was watching trailers and I thought, oh, that little buzz pop soda. I was like, that's going to be the new Nuka-Cola. 
It's really not. To me, the new Nuka-Cola is, Dwayne? Chunks. Chunks. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. That's the, because that's the thing that we're all like, ha ha, ha ha ha, chunks, you know? <laughs> like to, so that's the new Nuka-Cola. So what, what do you think about like the challenges of creating a new world, especially since a lot of players, like I see players say the game is soulless. I don't think it's soulless. I just think that you have to do a little bit of work to find it. It's more of a rant than a question. Yeah, no, and you know, it's, it's like, ooh, that's a lot. Now, to, to unpack that a little bit, I, I can tell you that, and this is a Bethesda thing also, um, there's so much content that you can interact with and you can pick up that you can't do anything with. Mm-hmm. That um, So if I were going to tell you, like, this is soulless, it's a, it's like, again, um, if, if I'm a player type that I like to collect everything... Yeah, you know, I'm walking around with everything that you can imagine, but none of it does anything. You should, yeah, right, y- yeah, and it just like- has no. I mean, I can sell it, right? <laughs> and I, there's a couple uh, missions where, like, the commercial tree where you like you got to sell different stuff, like that. But once you're done through that, it's like, okay, well, that pack of cigarettes, I can't smoke it. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, what am I gonna do with it? So, so, so to me, that adds to this notion of like, hey, this is an awesome world. It's all things you can do with it, but if you can't, and if you can't use that thing for some kind of reason, then mm-hmm. I don't know why it's there. Yeah. Um. And 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 then and then and then all it's doing is irritating me because now I'm like, <laughs> well, I'd love to be able to throw that plate at somebody, or I'd love to, you know, eat that. Yeah. Well, yeah I know you can eat the peanut butter jelly sandwich, but 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 there are things in the game where it's like, hey, there's some really they did so much work to to make all that that uh, kind of those objects real in a sense yeah it'd be good to see them kind of take the next step although i would i think what they might also be doing is that you know that that's also prepping them for vr um and oh and yeah because if you if you then put goggles on you kind of walk around that world people love to pick that i don't know if you've ever played that's half-life different. alex but oh yeah, yeah. Just picking up random stuff yeah and you're looking at them and, and fun yeah, and throwing yeah, it right yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's and a little bit right. of that it's it's like Chekhov's gun it's in true. in literature or film right like if you introduce a gun in a film or a play that gun better go off later or better have yeah. some reason to exist or to be introduced yeah so i mean you can't possibly have as many objects like that in in a video game and put put some kind of importance on all of them mike Counter- or can you? My, I don't know. My counterpoint is that the purpose might only be that when you use space powers like anti-grav and seeing all that stuff rise off of desks and stuff, that could be it. However, in Fallout, you Fallout 4, you could break down anything into materials. So possibly, maybe that's coming. Because I agree with you, it'd be nice to have a use for anything out there. And I think Larian, what they do really well in the in the, in the Baldur Gate uh, three, uh, or Divinity, uh, the Divinity Original Sin, same same things. Like yeah, most of the stuff that you can collect, you actually can use to solve a problem in that particular okay. platform. Yeah. Um, so so now it's like okay, you collect it, and sometimes you don't want to get rid of it because you're like, well, I just don't know yet how right. to use this thing. Uh, and usually there's some kind of solve you can use it, whereas. In Starfield, for me, I, I learned pretty quickly. Like, okay, most of the stuff is junk, yeah. And uh, and and now I got to kind of sort, you know, the junk from the or what separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. Well, to be fair, there's there's stuff in there's a frustration because I know in Baldur's Gate that 
this stuff does have meaning. And when I can't figure out the puzzle and I can't end up using it, I get frustrated a little bit. So there's a comfort to knowing that there is junk out in the universe that is meaningless to throw or to interact with. But I agree it's such a foil to most video game players because we are taught that if you can pick something up, it you can do you something need with it, it for yeah. something. And that's just not true with Bethesda games. <laughs> and and it's like uh, you know, I, I remember an old you know, podcaster talking about Skyrim and coming into a Bethesda game for the first time and they were collecting brooms. They were like, you, their friend said, you don't need those. And he's like, but what if like some, there's a broom quest and someone needs 10 brooms, but no. That's... I think I know what the problem is. The problem is you can't pick up or interact with everything. There are only select objects that you can pick up and interact with and 80% of the, or not 80, whatever, some percentage is that they are junk and useless. Yeah. So if you're going to allow me to pick up a styrofoam cup, why can't I tip over the monitor on the desk or the chair? Oh, or yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. should be interactive. Yeah, if you're if you're establishing yeah. that rule in the game, kind of. That's why I, I guess their limit. it feels, it feels right, a little right, disjointed. Right. But why can't know? I take that styrofoam cup and go over to the water cooler? Yeah, that makes more sense. You're right. You should be able to smoke a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, why can't I smoke a pack of cigarettes? And why doesn't that have some kind of effect on me? Maybe survival mode. Right. Next year. <laughs> Nicotine buff. <laughs> yeah. But but I think that the 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 challenge for me with Starfield the, 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 it's 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 ratio too. There's too much junk. Oh yeah. Um uh versus kind of what what's valuable. And this there's a lot of valuable stuff too, but mm-hmm. even trying to sort that out and, and and I think they've got work to do. So you asked me before what I think they they need to do the, the inventory management and and mm-hmm. they, they they got a lot of work to do to kind of make that a little bit more intuitive, a little bit more fun because it's a big part of a lot of these games. Is I like yeah. to play with my inventory, mm-hmm. I like to do things with it. Um, but but their inventory management UI is um is a little lacking. I think. I think that's Agreed. fair. You start to learn. I think you open the game and one of the strengths is that all the junk, all the stuff looks so well built into the world. That it's that it makes it difficult to find objects. Uh, after a while, you start to notice, oh, that's what ammo boxes look like. That's what weapons chests look like. Mm-hmm. And then there's that like octagonal uh, cooler chest cooler thing, thing mm-hmm. that, that usually has the it. good stuff. So, so is oh, there something yeah. in the world that you still keep on picking up, and you know perfectly well it has no value? Because this is objects like, oh, oh, it always oh, looks the important. the collection yeah. stuff, like the snow globes and the... I, I the books. Pick, I sentimental pick up the value, plushies. Right? Oh, the plushies. Yeah, yeah. See, I always, I always pick up books because I want to see if it's a new book. Plus, A, Skyrim, sometimes you would learn a skill, but that's not really how this game works. It's more like Fallout where it's the magazines, right? Oh, and actually the magazines... You only get that skill the first time you pick up that magazine. I don't know if you know that, but some you'll keep they picking up the They populate the magazines throughout the universe. Yeah, it's like, random. That's different so it's than like, earlier yeah. Bethesda games, right? They would only put that one right, magazine would only be in that one, one spot. But because it's so big, they have to just put it mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, there's just, yeah. yeah, I understand. There's, there's certain things where I, I've been playing, and I, I know perfectly well... I should know perfectly well that that object has no value for me whatsoever, but I see it and I'm like, Ooh, I got it in you know, plushy, right? It's like, Oh, I gotta mm-hmm. pick that up. Cause somewhere I'm going to meet a kid that's going to want to, I want to hand them a thing to make them happen. It's like, Oh no, I pick them up for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to collect it. You should be, you know, back to, to yeah. inventory management, you should be able to say, hey, I, you know, I, for the collector player, um, mm-hmm. you should be able to kind of figure out, okay, I collected all these things. And, uh, and, and right. there's a whole these collection are- mechanic you, you could dive into, given how much variety they have and then they should make some stiff disappear so like hey yeah the people that played it in the first six months they, they got this plushie but it's gone um so now you've right, got you, yeah. you, you've got Early a rare plushie <laughs> and maybe that plushie increases in value um the the longer you play uh-huh. right uh, like like they like they should um that'll be the uh that'll be the like the fallout 76 version of starfield, mm-hmm. starfield <laughs> multiplayer mm. well eric it was fantastic having you on the show um, really appreciate your input. Is there any last uh, words or you know things that you want to relay to our audience about Starfield? I think the game is a super fun game. I think that um, you know Bethesda took it. I want to say it took its time, but again, it took some time to get there. I think they got to a good spot, and I think they got to a spot where there's a lot of opportunity for it to get better, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know pick it up, start playing it. Um, um, by the way, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the uh, to the drive uh, and go, you know, figure out how to go build my ship. Yeah, um, right on. So because that's the next thing for me in the game. But 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 I would say to you too that as soon as you think you got to a certain point in your game style, play style, um, don't let that limit you. Um, because again, there's a whole thread on outposts. There's a whole thread on shipbuilding. There's a whole thread on different factions. So um, so. Just when you think you're done, you're probably not. Uh, and then go listen to some podcasts, right? Like this one. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. and that'll point you in the right direction because uh, it will help focus you. Well, that's what's great about the, our Discord is it does exactly that. Like people are, like you said earlier, posting photos of, of cool spots. And then you're like, I kind of want to go find yeah. that cool spot. Or like the king of... A Leviathan 4. Leviathan the king 4. Of Levi- mm-hmm. There was a... Pl- just to tell you real quick, there was a plant that looked very regal. It looked... and. One of our Discord members and listener of the show started referring to them as the King of Leviathan Four, and they like took photos kneeling before them in the like, and then other community members started like leaving beer at its feet, and it's <laughs> like, like it's so funny, and yeah, we. But there's uh, been many moments like that where yeah. you're like, oh, I see, I see this cool vista that this person discovered. Now I want to go check that out on on the planet. So like we yeah, started this, we started this podcast, and then we built it into the discord and then people came into the discord and we did it so that there would be more value for for players right like a community element to a single player game and yet these people came into the discord and they've given the game more value to me like i'm getting more value out of the game because people came in and and brought what they like their experiences. So it's just, absolutely, it's awesome. I also want to say thank you, Eric, for coming on. And it's awesome to hear like your point of view on the game. Again, thank you for you making me the second guest. Uh, that's important. Who's yeah. going to be the third? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and, and is it Venmo or Zell? Which was oh, how did you uh, wanna... it's cash, my friend. Cash, okay, I, gotcha. Yeah, I'm still cash. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a suitcase uh, or some crypto cash. that's worth something. We've got a couple of friends of the show too, right? You want yeah. to uh, shout out? We we've got some new shout outs, new friends of the show. These are people that have joined our uh, membership on the YouTube channel, and this sort of just helps us keep things going, like the free coffee mug that we do every week to the winner of the Sack Award. So our new friends of the show that I want to shout out are Limbase 
and Denise Reyes. Guys, thank you so much for joining the membership. It helps us so much. Yes, thanks so much. That's really awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're looking also to help out and be a friend of the show or join our membership, it's right there on YouTube. You can actually click the link under any of our newest videos. Absolutely. Thanks to everyone that listens on Spotify, Apple, and thank you to those watching on YouTube. All links are provided in the show notes below. And an extra special thanks for comments and feedback. We do read them. It's so nice to see. And if you have a comment, suggestion, or an in-game story to share, just pop into our Discord. That seems to be the best place. Uh, you'll talk to us and talk to other listeners of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my evil twin actually is uses my Discord login. So yeah. whatever I say in there is not really what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. If you like the show, consider dropping a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. That would really help us out. Yep. Thanks for traveling the Starfield with us. And thanks, Eric. And make sure you subscribe because we will be back for more next week. Mm-hmm.